I blamed my family for my drug addiction, my anger, my anxiety, my depression, my fatness. But was I wrong? So Jay, my mother put me in a mental hospital when I was 13 years old for being basically a teenager, being argumentative, confrontational, contrarian, you know, regular teenage stuff. So was that her fault or mine? All right. You're starting with the big guns. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's back up a second and take a look at someone who had it even worse. Nick Vujicic was born with no limbs. Mm -hmm. Can he blame his parents for their genetics or for choosing to have a child or for not aborting him or whatever, because he did not have an easy life. Yeah. Is it fair for him to blame his parents? No, not really. Then who should he blame? Blame anybody, I guess. Oh, so he has the worst (laughs) life. He has the worst life, right? The hardest obstacles missing four freaking limbs i've heard of some disadvantages in life but this is yes extreme right and you don't want him to blame anyone you picture telling a a teenager with no limbs who's mad at the world that they shouldn't blame anyone or even an adult with no limbs that they they're not allowed to blame anyone well okay we we put it like that like i think as a teenager i probably if i was in his position i probably would have blamed my parents I did and said things like, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be here. And I'm sure that he probably at some point said the same thing. Yeah. Fairly (laughs) likely. Yes. But if you talk to Nick now, there's not an ounce of blame in his whole attitude. He's grateful for everything. He sees it as a blessing. He's a very successful person. He's got a huge career and a model girlfriend and a great family and whatever. Mm -hmm. And you won't catch him throwing blame around at anybody. Right. So what happened? You seem to think he's fine to blame people for these disadvantages Mm -hmm. or seeming disadvantages when he's a teenager. But as he grew and evolved and made peace with his situation and turned his disadvantages into strengths, now he has the opposite attitude and sees it as a blessing. So what's going on here? What does this mean? A man born with no limbs goes from an attitude of complete blame to an attitude of complete gratitude for the exact same issue. I mean, I think that perhaps him accepting his lot in life, what he was given at birth, his advantages and disadvantages, you know, other people see this as as disadvantage. Maybe he said, I can't do anything about this, so let me make the best of this. Yeah, that seems likely what happened. But if he, as a teenager, can't get a girlfriend, can't go to prom, can't drive, can't go party, if kids are bullying him and he has a terrible time of things, Mm -hmm. what happened that he was blame, blame, blame all that time and pointing fingers at his parents or at bullies or at society or at school or at women or whatever is going through his head at the time to now he blames no one. And is grateful for everything. Maybe he got sick and tired of it. Maybe he got tired of blaming other people. I did. I blamed everyone for so long until before we met, right before we met. And I started looking into personal development stuff. And I didn't know who to blame. Wasn't sure like how to handle that. But I I got tired of blaming other people. That's fair. But it sounds like in this situation, blame is kind of irrelevant. 
blame someone for a long time, get tired of it, switch out of blame, then it sounds to me like blame is arbitrary. You ju it's just something you pick up or put down. You get tired of it and switch out of it. It doesn't have to be there. It never had to be there. You decided to indulge in it for a while, like a kid throwing a tantrum, and eventually you got tired and stopped it. Yeah, yes. So blame mm -hmm. is kind of like an adult tantrum. Oh, well, I mean, when you put it that way, <laughs> yes. You can yeah. do it if you want. Don't do it if you want. Either way, the world's going to move on without you, and eventually you'll get tired of the blame and switch out of it, even if you were born with no limbs and had the worst childhood ever. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Same can apply for you being put in a mental hospital. You could blame all you want, mm -hmm. but ultimately the world's going to move on. You can get tired of it and drop the blame and switch to something else, or you can hang on to it for a billion years. But either way, it's pretty arbitrary. Well, all right. But I didn't ask to be put in the mental hospital. She did that to me. I had no control over it. I asked her not to. I asked her not to sign the paper. She still did it. So, okay, I could put blame aside, but I mean, I didn't sign the the papers. I didn't put myself in there. So to me, that's her fault. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. I mean, <laughs> if you're a child begging for result X and the parent is just like, no, here's result Y, I can see how this <laughs> wouldn't sit right. Yeah. Okay, then let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you can blame your mom for some of the shitty things that happened in your life. Mm -hmm. Can't she blame her mom for mishandling you or raising you poorly? I would have handled this mental hospital situation better if my mom hadn't done this and this and this and taught me this and conditioned me to do such and such. Can't she just yeah. name grandma? She does do that. Okay. She's she's all the time. Right. But then you're going to get a chain of it because yeah. your daughter is going to do what? Ew, blame me. So this is food for thought. <laughs> Okay. If yeah. you get to blame your parents, uh -huh. then your parents can blame their parents. Right. And your daughter can blame you. And your daughter's daughter can blame her mother. Yeah, her your daughter. Your daughter is going to grow up and get blamed. You see, it's like a chain of blame. That doesn't feel good. No, it, and it shouldn't. Because like I said with the Nick Viacic example, this whole thing is kind of arbitrary. But we'll dig deeper into it. We'll get to it. Like, you don't have to have a conclusion right yet. Okay. You see, there's a lot to think about here. Yeah. All right. So is that enough for you on this question? Do you want to move on or do you want to dig deeper? Well, you didn't really answer my question. I mean... <laughs> I mean, okay. So from what I've gotten so far, just to be clear, if I don't want to be blamed or my don't want my daughter to be blamed by her kid, then... I can't blame my parents for what they did to me. Now, I think a lot of people might like disagree, like people who've had abusive parents. And I just, I just want to like put it out there. My mother was never abusive uh, to me. <laughs> I got spoiled like nobody's business. I got everything handed to me. And some people might argue that that's in a form of abuse as well. But that's not the topic that the point is there was never really there was nothing abusive from my parents the the abuse came outside of of them so i think people might have a problem with that like if they come from abusive parents they feel they have the right to blame them where my mom did what she thought was best so maybe i shouldn't blame her for that sure 
and Nick Vujicic has the right to blame every bully or God or genetics or his, his parents. parents. Of course. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he created success in life not through blame. Yeah. Blame was not his ticket to success. It wasn't like, yes, this is how it unlocked the doors for me. Hooray for blame. It's only when he dropped the blame and took responsibility for his life that he was able to create greatness. Okay, so then how does somebody who comes from something abusive, okay, I get Nick Vujicic, he was born without arms and legs. So we're going to, just for argument's sake, say his parents had no control over that, okay? But somebody who comes from an abusive family, whose mother and father are abusive physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually, whatever way, how how can you take responsibility for that if you're a, a child and you're innocent and you have no control? I mean, you're asking great questions. This gets a lot deeper into the topic of control because people are living out their programs. Mm-hmm. They're living out their conditioning. Mm-hmm. So what control do they really have? They have control only of things they're conscious about. You can only do what you know best to do. If you weren't taught better or had never learned better or you hadn't had life teach you better lessons, Mm -hmm. then you're only going to behave the way you know how. You're going to do the best you know how. The best you know how might be abusive. I don't think you made every God-tier parenting decision on the planet. (laughs) No. But I'm sure you were doing the best you knew how. And so people can say, oh, Sin should have made better parenting decisions. She should have done this and that. And it's like, but should she though? She had total control. Of course she could have done differently. But could she though? Mm. You can only do what you know best and you can only slightly go past your conditioning. So the best decision you can make might be mildly abusive or kind of suboptimal. As you learn and grow, you start to be able to make better decisions. Nick Vujicic, when he was a teenager, could only make blame decisions. He hadn't learned how to go beyond blame yet. That was the best he could do. For him, that was a plus. Like, well, I didn't kill myself because I'm limbless. I just blamed people. That was the best he could do. Is that the best decision? Is that what's going to take him to the top of the list here and create a great life? No, blame is not the optimal decision. But it was the best he could do. He is living out his programming. He can only go slightly outside his conditioning. As a limbless teenager, blame was about the best he could pull off. Right. Technically, Mm -hmm. he has control and he didn't have to blame as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Fair. But also, can we really expect much more? I don't think so. Kind of a a bit silly to expect more from that teenager. Yeah. Right. And it's a bit silly to expect more from a single mom who's been taught X, Y, and Z and is living out her conditioning and maybe she'll do a little better or a little outside her conditioning, but not fair to expect much more. So when we act like people have total control and they could have easily been Mother Teresa, why didn't they choose all the angelic choices? It's like, They didn't really have access to all the angelic choices. Like it looks like they did, but they really didn't. They were living out their conditioning and doing the best to break out of it that they they knew how. Yeah. And typically those who abuse have been abused. So like this is what they know. So, I mean, we're not saying it's right or wrong. It just is what it is. And yeah, this isn't about justification or right and wrong. Right. What I'm talking about here is expectations and what's fair to expect from another human being. It's not fair to expect the limbless teenager to be beyond blame instantly. It's also not fair to expect the single mother who hasn't been taught a whole bunch of things to make every perfect choice ever and never abuse or misparent in any way. And also, I just want to point out that this doesn't excuse the behavior in any way. 
this is the what I'm getting from you. Like, this is not an excuse. It just is. Yeah, I'm not excusing your shitty parenting decisions. <laughs> oh. But I understand yeah. them. Yes. Understanding and excusing are two different things. When I teach these lessons and I explain these things and I give these answers, it's never out there excusing behavior or justifying things or any of this stuff. I'm simply doing my best to explain and offer understanding about situations so that people can make informed decisions and and navigate situations well. You can't navigate things well that you don't understand. So we dig deep into them and we understand them. Excuses and justifications and who's right and who's wrong. Maybe I'll get around to that later, but that's never the point of the talk. Right. Also, I think the the reason why you teach this way is because for me anyway, the understanding helps to start to heal. Because once I understand why or what's deeper about whatever topic it is we're discussing, then I can start to look at my own personal situation, sometimes on the podcast and sometimes not, to, to begin to heal whatever it is. So I think this this would be a really good start for those who are having a really hard time uh, with their past and mental health issues and family issues and abuse and stuff like that. So thank you for, for pointing that out. Yeah, my pleasure. It's why I say understanding cures all or understanding cures all fears. Yes. And understanding is love. Okay, so that was a pretty deep dive into question one. Are we <laughs> Are we good? Okay, so to answer my own question then, I think that I didn't have to blame my mother. She did what she could with what she knew. So I still don't have a, a complete answer, but I feel a little better. I feel like I'm, I'll am i know by the end of the episode. So we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on to the next question. So <laughs> as you know, I have three kids who used to blame each other for their unhappiness. Each, each one had a reason for the other one being at fault. Unless <laughs> they were getting along. When they were getting along, then they would kind of team up on me and blame me for their unhappiness. So do I have to take personal responsibility for them and their things because they're my kids? You're really not pulling any punches with these questions, which is good. So, well, you know my style. Let me respond to your question with a question. Shocking. It's good. It's good. It's good. Is it possible that another parent making different parenting decisions would have raised different kids and not faced all this blame issues? Sure. Of course. So then your parenting decisions directly led to this blame issue that you're talking about. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing. People don't want to go back and examine their decisions in the past. They don't want to say, well, at step X, I made a bad decision. At step Y, I made a bad decision. At step Z, I made a bad decision. And I could have avoided this whole situation. I could have trained them better. I could have set different precedents. I could have disciplined differently. I could have made different choices at work or at school. And I could have raised them differently. And I would have ended up with happier, healthier kids. Like, it kills. It it cuts to the core. Yeah. I guess you're right. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't feel bad. Listen, uh, I know yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes with them. There was no handbook. So I became a mom at 19 years old. It was nobody giving me a handbook. Well, there's your first rough decision right there. <laughs> oh, jeez, I know. Tell me about it. I'm, but I'm just 
No, it's true. Like having a child at 19 when I was unwed, unskilled, unprepared, poor, living at home, like why, what was I thinking? Like, I'm super glad I had her and stuff. I, I love my child, but like- Not optimal. It was not the best situation. And- It has consequences. It does. It really does. You probably won't hit it out of the park on the on the child raising part. I mean, they'll be fine. It'll work out and yeah. you can correct it later. Yeah. Yeah. But if they haven't mastered blame and self-responsibility, I can understand why. That probably wasn't not. the main curriculum for them. They still have not. Yeah. So... And you probably didn't have a mastery of personal responsibility or blame issues to be an example for them at uh, the time. No. no. Right. I was still blaming my mom for everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And judging by the opening of this episode, you might still be. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm sure you're past it. Oh, there oh. might be one or two little <laughs> things there. The point is, if you can go back and examine your decisions or someone else can go back and examine your decisions and point <laughs> here, here and here, you could have you had a chance to avoid this situation or to teach them better or to plant better seeds. Then whose responsibility is it? It's mine. It's mine. So most people hate taking responsibility for anything. Almost everything. Unless it's awards and prizes or something. Yeah. People want to take responsibility for the good and uh, not for the bad. They want to blame for the bad and take responsibility for the good. And when we first met and you said to me, you said, why is it okay to take responsibility for the good prizey things in your life? And not the bad things that your actions have led to. And that was really a hard pill to swallow. That was really some tough love that I was ill prepared for. And even though you you taught me this early, I've struggled with this over the last few years as well. And you're right. You're 100% right. I mean, thank you. For me, it's not about being right. I mean... When I speak, I do my best to say correct things that are true and reliable, or at least true and reliable enough to learn the lesson, mm-hmm. because that's the main thing for me. I just want people to get the understanding and then apply it to their life and blossom and succeed. I know. It's not about being right or wrong. Yeah. But right or wrong is actually the whole point of this episode. You wanted to know... Were you right to blame your mom? Were you right to blame your family? Were your children right to blame you? This is the whole crux of the question. And we're going to get there. But you see how it's a more complicated issue than it first seems. You see how there are deeper principles at work here. Yeah. Well, everything you just said made sense for my children to put the blame on me for certain things. Not everything, not everything, but for the the things I'm thinking about, I don't want to put their stuff out there, but <laughs> but yeah, for a lot of the things they had every right to like for, for me to change their lives and, and without their input and things and, and to punish them for, for things that I didn't have to punish them for. And yeah, so there, there are, I made a lot of mistakes that would have, improve their life and they wouldn't be in a blaming state now yeah so that's the thing you really hit on it right there which is everyone has stuff okay Mm -hmm. everyone has their stuff it doesn't really matter where the stuff came from maybe it came from an unoptimal decision on your part 
Maybe it came from genetics. Maybe it came from society, whatever. Everyone has their stuff. There's no point fighting it or arguing about it or getting idealistic about it or trying to change the world so no one has stuff anymore. Life will always make sure everyone has their stuff. The question is, who's responsible in your life for navigating other people's stuff? Because you're going to meet other people with stuff, whether in your own family or outside your family or whatever it is. Other people have stuff. Yes. And and the game of life is is basically how you navigate other people's stuff and your own. So really great way to put it, though. I never I never thought of it that way. And all the I've seen like signs and and memes that will say, you know, like be nice to people. You never know what they're going through and stuff. But this is basically what you're saying. Like everyone has their own thing that affects the way they communicate with others and interact with them. And our job is to navigate that the best way we can. That's why the Stoics say, easy on everyone else, hard on yourself. That's good. Thank you. So Rise Nation, I'm curious how you guys feel about this topic (laughs) at this point in the conversation. I would really love to know, this is what, second question? Second question, how you guys are feeling so far, if, if you've got to this point, you're, before we get to like the tie up of, of the end, the conclusion of the episode, I'd love to know what you thought after the second question. Do you blame your parents or do you take responsibility for the stuff? I'm not sure myself. <laughs> Still not sure the answer. So I'd love to know. All right. So we're going to move on. then. All right. So if it's personal responsibility then why am i responsible for other people's stuff it's personal well very witty wordplay (laughs) and this piggybacks off our last question anyways because like i said everyone has stuff Mm -hmm. and the game of life is just how you navigate that stuff so let's start with a, a silly question Are you a person? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you have thoughts, moods, and choices? Yes, I do. Okay. And as a person with thoughts, moods, and choices, what is life going to serve up to you? It's not going to serve slow pitch, little gentle baseballs all the time. That's not what life does. Sometimes, at least once in a while, life serves you up a fast pitch. Yeah, or a curveball. Dirty curveball. Exactly. Yes. So you're a person with mm-hmm. thoughts, moods, and feelings. These are powerful tools that everyone has. Mm-hmm. Some people use them well, some people use them poorly. But either way, life is serving you up curveballs. Sometimes that curveball comes in the form of a bitchy sister. Sometimes it comes in the form of a negligent parent. Sometimes it comes in the form of a lazy ass, messy AF brother. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You're going to be served up these curveballs. But how well you do at the game of life depends on what? How we navigate those things. Yeah. Using what? Moods, choices, beliefs. Yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts. Beliefs. Exactly. I could take two people, both of them with a bitchy sister, and one of them handles it with blame and anger and revenge and pettiness, and they make terrible choices, and it's like, man, dude, what are you doing? They're just making the situation worse. The other one handles it with optimism and generosity and grace. 
and they believe in the other person and they believe the situation is going to get mended and they believe they're going to find solutions and they're marching towards solutions and they're making choices that benefit and they're navigating the situation well. Mm -hmm. Which one of them is going to thrive in life? Which one of them is more likely to repair the thing with the brother? Which one is more likely to succeed despite that? This one. Exactly. Yeah. So when people say, oh, but I'm right to blame so-and-so, it's like maybe they're both right to blame the brother. But this one chose not to. You see what I'm saying? This is a massive win. It's not about are you responsible for their stuff. It's are you responsible for how you play the game of life? If you're not responsible for how you play the game of life, who is? No, I'm responsible for how I play. Right. So boom, the bitchy sister is served up to various people in life. You're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Someone else has it. And that curveball gets served up. And no one is responsible for the bitchy sister. No one was responsible for the curveball. The curveball is the curveball. That's life. That's their thing. That's someone else's thing. Whatever. Mm -hmm. They're responsible. Fine. But you're still responsible for something. So you're responsible for how you react. Exactly. You're responsible for your thoughts, moods, and feelings about this topic. And I can go watch and measure and track some people and some people are going to excel in this situation and they're going to choose real well. They're going to nail it. Their thoughts, moods, and choices are going to be fantastic despite or even because of the bitchy sister. Mm -hmm. And the people who suffer and struggle and can't get out of it and let it hold them back, they're the ones who make super shitty choices. They don't manage their thoughts or moods. They have a terrible time with this and they're all about the blame. And so the personal responsibility is in how you play the game of life. Your personal responsibility is how you use your thoughts, moods, and choices. And I can very easily point to people who have misused these severely. And I can also point to people who have hit it out of the park with these things. Same. So the real question is, which one do you want to be? Because everyone has thoughts, moods, and choices, and everyone can practice improving them. And I can show you the people who've practiced. Well, I was the other person for a long time. I mean, I don't have a sister, but I have a ton of stuff. That life threw at me over and over and over again, drug addiction, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And when I handled life this way, (laughs) when I handled life blaming and being hateful and being mean and taking out not just the people I blame, but on the world, because back then I very much took out my hurt and anger and all the negative feelings. I had jealousy and fear. I took that out on strangers. I took that on and people that n- never deserved it. Yeah, I was the same. And and it was it was a miserable time for me. I was so unhappy and it just made all the things, the depression, the anxiety, my relationship with food, like my weight, my addiction, it made everything worse. And of course, the worse it got, the more I blamed everyone else. So when I started to act like this one, <laughs> I know it took baby steps for me to even start to even consider acting like that. Before we met and I found Evan and I found personal development and things, I was still blaming. I was still doing a lot of blaming. And that's why I think I was taking such teeny tiny baby steps. That's why I think I wasn't where I could have been when I met you because I was still acting like this one instead of this one. (laughs) And once I started to do that, then I started to feel better and uh, all the stuff started to ease up. And, And, oh, this isn't so bad. So 
yeah, this makes total sense. So my thoughts, moods, and choices, those are the things that I worked on to be better. Yeah. And you have personal responsibility for them. They're your power. You're in control of them. Just like raising your arm or taking a breath. Who's responsible for you raising your arm or taking a breath? Me. Because you control it. Yes. Who else controls it? No one. Right. You control it. Who else controls your thoughts, moods, and choices? Me. Right. So who is who is responsible for them? <laughs> me. Yeah. Only so me. life is going to serve you up curveballs in the form of other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. It will always happen. Yes. I don't care if you're Beyonce or Elon Musk or Kanye West or Obama or Mother Teresa or Buddha or whoever. Mm-hmm. Other people's stuff is getting served up to you curveball style and the game of life is how well you use your personal power your control your personal responsibility for the things you're responsible for navigating life your thoughts moods and choices and most people don't want to try this but it's like the the pepsi taste test the blind taste test or whatever i i defy you the pepsi challenge what is it called yeah if you try it you'll be blown away if you try dropping blame really sincerely dropping blame and replacing it with grace Okay, so then to go back to my question about my kids. So I don't take responsibility for their stuff. I take responsibility for how I handle their stuff. How you handle their current stuff and how you parented initially. Because those were your thoughts, moods, and choices back then. So my initial parenting, not not all the stuff, but a lot of a lot of their stuff came from right. my shitty parenting. Right. And now, how are you going to deal with it now? Man, they're going to love this episode when I'm admitting all this. I'm sorry. Hey, it takes a baller <laughs> to admit this stuff. Uh, yeah. I'd be proud. I'd be like, that's a parent who can take responsibility. That's a parent who can own their shit. That's a parent who can teach me how to live. That's a parent who can show me how to really be a, a, a real bright light. That's a parent who can show me what real love is, where you you. Don't blame other people and you handle things with grace and you take responsibility for your decisions and you own your thoughts and moods and feelings and you don't push them on others and point fingers everywhere. That is a stunning parent. I almost never see a parent like that. I couldn't be prouder to have a mom like that. Like, sure, they get off the hook like, oh, see, we can blame (laughs) you. But way deeper than that, that's a miracle parent right there. You don't ever see anyone do this, admit this on camera. Well, um, I'm sorry. That I made so many mistakes and didn't. I wasn't the best uh, mom. Oh, good. You were doing your best. That's not what it's about to make you feel better. No, it's not. It's just, you know, uh, I have to take the responsibility for this. And uh, I didn't make all the best choices. I, I mean, I did a great job in other areas, but I could have done a great job in all. In all the areas. Okay, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were asking a question and I, I cut you off to say that about them. So, Oh, good. I think we covered it. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so thank you so much. And if you guys are getting value out of this, you would be blown away by the value in our book. <laughs> it's the world's first self-help coffee table book. And it's stunning. 
It's got beautiful photos. It's got incredible advice and and knowledge and perspectives that you're not going to get anywhere else. And we're giving away free copies of it and the link to get a free PDF of our book, Eyes Wide Open Volume 1, is in the description. Please go and download it. You will be so happy you did. We love you so much. And if you love this amazing wonderfulness and great perspectives and and you want your own shot of Jay Rice because that's what he is, an adrenaline shot. If you want to ask him about your own personal things, uh, one-on-one, you can have that opportunity and email me and let's talk about some coaching. Or if you have a question that you just want to ask uh, for us to do a video on it, please email or leave it in the comments. Thank you. Okay, so then we're going to move on. I have been dealing with negative crap my almost my entire life. How can I be better at this so I don't feel so bad all the time? Well, first, I'm thrilled that you're focused on improvement. You could just whine and keep blaming people, mm-hmm. or you could step up, take responsibility, and be like, you know what? I want to solve this, and I'm ready to do what it takes, so good for you. Thanks. And I don't know if you're going to like the answer, <laughs> but it's the truth, and it works, and I bring it up every episode. Can you guess what it is? First, before you say the answer, and I guess, I just want to say, too, that... You are awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. And even if we don't like the answer, and I'm saying we, because me and the audience, (laughs) because I know some of you are not going to like the answer, but it's okay. We need to hear this. This is how, because you're you're here to help us, me included, y'all. I might be a couple head steps ahead, but okay. (laughs) We're here to get our life uneffed by you. By yourself. Well, but with your help, because uh, we don't know what we don't know. No, but you have the power to un-F your life. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what we don't know. You're going to, you're, the podcast is to help teach people this. To help you discover your own power. Yes. You already have it. Right. Ain't coming from me. Right. And so my life was effed for many years and you helped me un-F it, right? You are the reason why I have been able to un-F my own life. Because a lot of people might say, oh, Jay did this and Jay did that. And yes, you did. But I had to do the stuff, the work, this kind of stuff, cry on camera and like admit crap to myself. I don't want to admit so that I can heal and learn. So bring on, please bring on the answers that we don't want to hear because our whole lives, People have been giving us answers we want to hear or they think we want to hear. And I don't know about anyone else, but I'm over it. So please, let's have more. Okay. So that said, my guest, your question is probably the annoying answer of practice. Yep. I knew you knew it. I say it every episode. Yes, you do. Practice. And not whining, complaining, lazy, apathetic, begrudging practice. Real, proper practice, like a pro athlete practice, like I care about this topic practice, like I'm going to master this practice. Practice with a whole heart. Practice every moment that you can. Squeeze it in when you can. Work it in. Like no complaints, no excuses, no days off. Just practice, practice, practice like it freaking matters because it does. Mm -hmm. This is the ultimate thing you can practice. Personal responsibility for your thoughts, moods, and choices. If you master your thoughts, moods, and choices... If you 
master them and control them like the way you control a muscle mm -hmm. or cooperate with them the way you cooperate with your body, you blossom and thrive. You crush every situation. You handle everything with grace. People are in, in awe of you. They bow down to you. They will give you anything. They want to work with you. They feel your value. They love you. They are attracted to you. They want to be involved with you, something. They're like, man, how can I get a piece of this? Your vibe is high. And the alternative is to be that whiny, blaming person who doesn't take responsibility for their thoughts, moods, and actions. Look, basically what I'm talking about is practicing life. And most people don't. They do not practice life and they wonder why it sucks. Yeah. But what happens when you suck at something and you try to do it? Do you like it? I Have mean, you ever enjoyed doing something that you suck at? No. If I suck at it, I don't want to do it. Exactly. Because I suck at it. Yeah. I hate math. Yeah. I don't do it. But what happens when I taught you that trick to calculate tips? And I wanted to tip more people to practice. Right. You wanted to do it. Because I got better at it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I practiced and I became good at something and now I want to do it. Yeah. I hated Japanese food and I couldn't use chopsticks and I, this was terrible bad and I was super negative about it and the whole topic was a write-off. Mm -hmm. Oh, but then my friend taught me how to hold and use chopsticks <laughs> and I got happy and excited about it. And now I wanted more Japanese meals to practice on. And oh, it's so delicious. And I really love this now and so on and so forth. A tiny bit of honest, true practice opens up doors like crazy. It puts you way up ahead of the game and it lets you thrive in whatever you're doing. And once you have a little practice, then you dive into it more and dive into it more. And now you travel to Japan and now you learn the language and now you've learned everything. And now you're navigating Japanese culture super well, okay. all parts of it. Yeah. The same thing happens in life. If you just learn to control your mood or align your thoughts or make more optimal choices that serve you or assess value better or take personal responsibility, you start getting the hang of life. And now it feels better. And now you're not just dropping blame, but you're mastering your schedule. And you're not just mastering your schedule, you're manifesting and attracting things. Like you're leveling up and you're finding different ways to live life and navigate life. But most people never even scratch the surface because they don't practice, they suck at something, and then they're like, this sucks. Life sucks. I hate this. And it's like, yeah, of course you hate it. I haven't seen you lift a finger to practice the shit that matters. Holy man. Anytime I see anyone who sucks at something, they're going to whine about it. They're going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't like that, man. I don't do that. I hate that. That's not for me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to participate. They tap right out. And then you see people not practicing life. What do they want to do? Tap out. They're like, done with this. I was there. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was homeless. But if someone had taught me to practice or showed me how important it is to practice, or if I even got a taste of practice and saw a tiny bit of results, I would have been where I am now. Happy, healthy, mature, gracious, yeah. taking care of shit, leveling up, blossoming, thriving. It's all available. And the difference is practice, like practice or no practice. Like that's the whole difference. It's not rocket science. It's super simple. But how do I get someone to try it? I can rant and rave like a maniac on, on video. Are they going to try it? I, I I hope so. Anyone who's our audience, I have confidence in. I believe in. If they're watching us, I know. Like it took it took heart and courage and guts to click on this video. This is not like other YouTube videos. This stuff is the real talk, the real shit, the real truth. And anyone who clicks on this, 
I'm confident they're going to go out and practice life. They're going to practice dropping blame. They're going to practice taking personal responsibility. They're going to practice aligning their thoughts and their moods and their actions on a positive outcome. They're going to practice focus. They're going to practice attracting better things and manifesting better things. And I don't mean woo woo freaking LOA manifesting better things. I mean, creating a better life, like really hands on doing what matters, navigating conversations better, saying the right thing at the right time pulling back that emotion, avoiding lashing out and having a more measured and gracious response. I believe in our audience. As do I. But right now at time of filming, how big is our audience and how much of the rest of the world needs needs this practice? Like they need it. So, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm hopeful. I love that. Thank you. Well, I also am hopeful and I want to hear how Rise Nation, how you guys are practicing. Please share with me right now. I'm currently practicing lots of things. (laughs) Uh, I'm always working on myself, but right now I'm focused on having a better attitude about food and not villainizing food and seeing all food, junk food, candy, all that stuff, anything as fuel for the body and to energize the body. So this is one thing, just one of of many that I'm practicing on not blaming other people, taking my own personal responsibility for my relationship with food. So I would love if you share with me, you could share in the comments or again, always my email is open if you want to share privately. So thank you. You're the best. Thank you. So I love this. I love all of this, right? When I still don't know, was I wrong to blame my parents, especially my mom, for all my mental health stuff that I mentioned in the beginning? (laughs) Well, I feel we've dived deep enough and covered enough that you can tell me what was most relevant about what we discussed. After everything we've talked about, what does that mean to you about blame and personal responsibility? From Nick Vujicic to your kids, to the, your parents blaming her parents, and daughter blaming, to practice and navigating life. And we were, we're responsible for navigating other people's shit because they are life's curveballs. All right. So first you said, if I, I blame my parents, then my grandkid can blame the, her mother, which is my daughter, and my daughter can blame me. And I don't like this. So then he said that some of my kids stuff, not everything, but some of their stuff is because of my bad parenting choices. So it is my fault for those parenting choices, even though how how I react to them and, and I can change those now. Yeah. Or any decision in the past. Or any decision. If you had a bad conversation with someone, why did it go bad? How's your relationship with them? Did you snub them at a party one time? Have you made up? A poor decision at some point in the past. Right. This applies to everything. Yes. So, you know. Okay. What decisions did we make in the past? Because we're responsible for those decisions. Right. And so I think that my mother made some poor parenting choices with me. And this led to some of my behavior choices and my mental health issues as well. So I actually think now that even though from the conversation that we both have some blame in the situation. My part was my reaction to her things. My mother was a victim of domestic violence for many years. So she had a lot of stuff 
and didn't make the best parenting choices. So she's responsible for her choices that she made with me. However, my part of it is I'm supposed to navigate other people's, including my mother's, because she's only a human being. Mothers are only humans. This is something I learned from you recently. And she's not a god and she's not, I don't need to put her on a pedestal. So she has her own stuff. And I navigated her things poorly. So my decisions were not the best either. So I think it's both It's both of our faults. Was she wrong to put me in a mental hospital? Yes and no. No, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I think because she made poor parenting decisions to listen to other people, she didn't trust her gut. These are her. Those, those things are her fault because it's hers. But was she taught to trust her gut by her parents? No, she was not. But so, so they made poor parenting decisions right. and now she can't function. Right. So, so she couldn't parent you properly. Again. So. But I still think it's their fault and her fault. So, and I, I think that my reactions to her are my fault. I didn't have to, and you know, like, please remember when I tell you the following, what's coming. I was a teenager. I was only 13 years old and very afraid and, and, and confused and hormonal. Throwing remote controls at her screaming at her, slamming doors at her, calling her names, telling her things like, I don't blame my father for hurting you and things like this. Like, And that's just tip of the iceberg of the things I said and did. Yikes. You were quite a handful as a teenager, huh? Yes. Yes. And I think... Maybe not optimal choices? No. I think those choices I made in reaction to her parenting... Those, that's my that's my fault. I take full responsibility for those actions and the things I said. I, I should never have said those things to anyone, let alone my own mother. But her reaction to that by putting me in a mental hospital may have been extreme because she didn't know any better. And again, listened to other people who didn't know better either. Taking advice from priests and people without children is not an ideal way to handle it. So, though you don't have kids and you give parent, excellent parenting advice, so... I don't know about that one. But anyway, the point is, I think we both carried equal responsibility for our own things. That's pretty good. It sounds like you <laughs> learned a lot and came a long way in our short discussion. Yeah, I think... You started out pretty hungry to blame your mom. Yes. And you ended it with, I think we both have our own stuff and our equal parts and we're, we're both responsible for those parts. Yeah, I think if we both took personal responsibility for each of our parts of it, this would be... I would be really healthy and you know what it would go a long way for us healing our relationship if we both took personal responsibility uh and I am going to call her out a little bit here because she does not but I, I know she can I know she doesn't because she doesn't really understand any of this she's never taught any of this she's never you didn't take responsibility for you no and I didn't uh and and I did some I don't want to say equally horrible, but I did some pretty not great things and said some non nice things to my kids growing up. As most parents lose their cool and you know, they get annoyed and and, and they say not nice things. And I've apologized since to my kids for those things, but still I didn't make great parenting choices. So they can blame me for those and they have every right. But their reaction to our conversations and my actions, they have to take responsibility because we each each one of us I think now from from this have to take responsibility for our thoughts, our moods, and our choices because 
otherwise we're a society that's just blaming everyone else and nobody fixes anything. So, and I know if you're here listening or watching, you're here to fix something and we resonated with you because we, we got it and we understand. And, and so, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. That's fantastic growth. I love it. Thanks. I'm impressed and I'm proud of you and Thanks. I hope it feels better to come to this realization at the same time, personally, I would take it even further. Okay. Yeah. Great. So your takeaway from this is we all have our own little responsibility. Mm-hmm. But in my Nick Vietich example, he had the worst situation yeah. and he could blame God or genetics or his parents or society or anything he wants. Yes. But the magic for him came from just dropping all blame or fault talk altogether. The man does not talk about blame or fault. It doesn't exist as a concept for him. It did when he was a teenager. He was all about blame and fault. This is what happens for people. They, As they grow, they're like immature and they're all about blame and fault. Yes. And as they mature and get older and wiser, they become more and more gracious and more and more graceful and more and more magnanimous and more and more generous. And yeah. they replace blame and fault with this broader perspective, this holistic perspective for how humanity operates. Agreed. But I also want to, I'm glad you brought him up again, because in the beginning, when I talked about him, I said he had something that maybe I didn't have, which was acceptance. And I think having acceptance is what brought him to that level. And and same for me and anyone else watching, that if we accept, okay, I accept my mother didn't know what she was doing. She was a victim of domestic violence. She made some poor parenting choices and listened to other people. And if I accept this, then that blame kind of goes away because it's, there's, there's no, from what I understand, what you're saying is these words, the labels, those labels are negative blame. And what was the other word? Fault. Fault. Yeah. Blame and fault. And, and if you have acceptance, you can start to stop speaking that way. You can see it in a more positive way. Well, all of it is positive, actually. Or maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding. You understand what you understand. My point is, it's not about the labels so much. It's what's behind the labels. There's a vibe or an attitude or a belief or an energy behind these labels. Someone who believes in blame and fault tends to use these labels of blame and fault. Someone who believes in a holistic universe where everyone's playing their role and performing their conditioning as well as they're able and doing the best they can with what they know Mm -hmm. sees no blame or fault. They see that the chain of ancestors, they see that this ancestor taught this and this ancestor taught that and did this and abused that and misparented this. Mm -hmm. And now this person is going to make a fucked up decision. I know it. And so then they they see that person A misparent or abuse their child but they don't blame them they see the chain of things that led to this and like yeah how they couldn't have done anything else that's literally the best they could do but other people are like they could have chosen better they could have done so much better i don't know why they did this but i understand it's like you're saying such a narrow view and the narrow view is i look at a person they made a choice i don't approve of i blame and fault them the broader view is the Nick Vietich view. This is all part of God's master plan. This is part of the universe. I see the chain of decisions from ancestors. I understand conditioning. I know how people live out their programming. I know they can only go so far outside their programming and they're going to grow slowly in their own time and they're going to make some abusive up decisions on the way. Right. But they don't, they don't blame. Yeah. I they understand don't what you're saying. They don't throw away armed. 
They don't throw around blame or fault. I think with more practice, I will be able to get to that point. Yeah, where, it's the next level. Where I don't use these words and I don't even see blame or fault. Yeah. I can see that that with your explanation, I can see that with more practice and more understanding uh, and improving myself that I'll get to that level of there's no such thing as blame or fault. It yeah. just is what it is. You transcend blame and fault yeah. eventually. But for now, I think I just need to focus on the on the practice so that I can improve this for myself and, and how I see other people as well. Yeah, and... all good. Like it's even good to just accept I have some fault and they have some fault. Like that's a huge step up and that's amazing. And it will transform your life. I'm just saying there's a next level, a Nick Vyacic level, and you can tell when you're there or not. Okay. Well, I'm aiming... I'm aiming to to get up there. So, yeah. and also, I don't, <laughs> I don't think in levels. It's just a teaching device. No, I understand. Every time I, I mention levels, I have to say this because most people don't see it as a teaching device. They think I actually think in levels. Yeah, I know, but that's some kind of ego thing, and it, it's a it's a trap. But for teaching, it gets the job done. You yes. get it. There's three levels of blame or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Okay, that's great. This is super helpful. Uh, and so, Rise Nation, I I want to know what you thought of this. Are you at the practice level? Are you at the beginning like me? Are you at Nick Vicic, like no fault, no blame, it is what it is level? Please share in the comments and I really like to know. So that's also Buddha level. Buddha had that too. Yeah. All right. Or maybe you're somewhere in between practice level and Buddha level. Like, yeah, let us know. Well, Thank you so much. You're awesome you. and amazing. Um, okay, so do you have anything, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our amazing audience? Thank you for asking. And yes, I do. <laughs> the most important fact, truth, or takeaway from this whole episode is that as long as you're playing the game of life, blame will only ever decrease your quality of life overall. It can provide a quick band-aid solution or a cheap hit of dopamine, but ultimately it will harm you. Blame can be picked up or put down by anyone at any time. It's arbitrary. And if you hang on to it and cling to it and can't let blame go, all areas of your life will suffer. I guarantee it. And the antidote to this is to take personal responsibility for as much as you're able to handle while keeping a positive outlook. It's to have a broader perspective and see the chain of decisions that lead to everything. And if you can, it's to get to a Buddha level acceptance of humanity where blame and fault don't exist. And you treat every situation and event that life serves up to you with grace. This is basically mastering your thoughts, moods, and choices and getting good at life. And it's why I teach what I teach. I want to help you rock life. And it's much easier than anyone's taught you. Really, it's so simple, but it takes some pretty big perspective shifts and mindset changes and a different approach than you've had for decades. But you can do this. I believe in you. And I'm psyched to see what changes are coming your way. And that's why our book and this podcast are called Eyes Wide Open. Keep rising. <laughs>